People, deluded, I'm back again. Good morning to everybody out here, you know, that's in the UK. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you know, in some cases, good night. And welcome back to the deluded podcast, the DG podcast, the really and truly podcast. One love to everyone, however you're listening to this, you know, big up the Spotify ones, the Apple, you know, Apple Music and all of those things. Shout out to you freeloaders on YouTube and things. Now I'm playing, big up the YouTube gang as well. Please make sure you're hitting the like button, following across all the socials and whatnot people um i re- i appreciate it each and every time i pre i always say i appreciate everything you lot do for me man like you know you support the podcast you know you support that you support everything really and truly and please make sure on that note you're subscribing on twitch deluded guna the season's back people before i forget arsenal fans obviously arsenal were kicking off the premier league in blockbuster fashion hopefully it's a it's, it's less of a horror and more of a, a film we actually want to watch if it was to be described like that i'll be doing a watch along on my youtube channel live from 7 30 p.m so make sure you're staring you're keeping a mental note of that i hope everybody's doing well and say first things first is friday hope you've all had a good week to remember hope you've all got good health hope you've moved that much closer to your goals hopes dreams and aspirations as i normally say now, boy, I don't know whether I don't know whether it's stupidity or naivety or I don't know, people. As an Arsenal fan, why am I looking forward to the season? I mean, better yet, as a fan of football, the Premier League is back. You know, we've had Euros, we've had Olympics, we've had transfer business, we've had all of that stuff. But no matter what we say about our teams, whether you're an Arsenal fan or whatever, you want to see your team. You can't live without your team. You know, we say we don't care. Well, I know as an Arsenal fan, I'll, we'll lose a game. I'll say I don't care anymore, but I'm all damn there all week on YouTube speaking about it, speaking for out day in, day out, what, five to seven days, one hour plus minimum if it's live. So it's like how you, we do care. We never switch off and things like that. So it is what it is. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this season. As a fan of football, I would, pardon me, sorry, it's early people. I want to see what Lionel Messi brings to the table at PSG. I'm keen to see, you know, for me in the Premier League, you know, Aston Villa, they've signed some good players. Will they gel? Can they move on? You know, Leicester, can they be third time lucky? Because they've had two good seasons. Last season, they got silverware. But from a Champions League point of view, they've held on to the seat and then they've lost it at the at the vital period. You know, Leeds, can Leeds repeat, you know, the positivity they was doing? Norwich, can Norwich learn from their lessons, Um, you know, of playing good football, but also staying in the league what is Brentford on what is Watford on do you get it people many there's many different Southampton I know they signed Adam Armstrong and Borger on loan from Chelsea um, neither quite at this moment is uh, quite the Danny replacement Danny Danny Ings replacement whether Ings whether either young striker can do it at the top level remains to be seen if they fail to do it and Southampton don't get goals I personally think Southampton are in a big 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 amount of trouble people you know last season you know, Hassan Hutu kind of got them out, kind of pulled them back in from the mud. And that might be the same. For me, Chelsea as well. Can Chelsea push on and try and challenge for the league title? For me, in comparison to City, I think they're a bit short in terms of game management. I think, you know, you look at the Villarreal game... If that's a Premier League game, Chelsea dropped two points despite dominating the game for large periods. I don't think Chelsea can play another way yet. And I do think there is quite naiveties in their team. And that's to be expected. You know, Tuchel hasn't had a first full season. So, I, but I, saying that, I expect Chelsea to challenge for the league. Obviously, the Chelsea system's amazing. They've completed the signing of Lukaku. You know, wherever that man is, he's going to score goals. Apparently, he'll, he won't start against, or feature against Crystal Palace, which means he's going to have a week to prepare for Arsenal. And his idol wigs jog is Didier Jogba. So, you know what, what, what he's saying, is it? So, Lukaku's going to be a madness. You know, Spurs, you know, who can they bring in? Can they hold on to Kane? If they can't hold on to Kane, what's going on? For Arsenal, cannot, you know, for me, I think... 
not in a, not that I'm not 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 encouraging a witch hunt, but there needs to be a serious inquest if Arsenal finish eighth or below or don't get Europa League minimum. Even though for me the target should be top four, whether you can get it or not. What you know, you can't win the league title. You should be targeting Champions League football. If you get into the Europa, it is what it is. You know, no matter what people say about Arteta, he took us from a grand eighth to eighth. You know, psh, I don't know if if things continue like this. You know, people might not be here by the end of the year, much less May. So there's a lot of questions to answer, people. I'm keen to see what the season has to offer and them things there. Um, you know, just for a bit of fun, you know, we can have a bit of fun. You know, it's happy Premier League Day if I haven't made it clear to you lot as, again, once again. We can have a bit bit of fun, people. You know, let me do a little predictions. If I had to predict the winner, the top goal scorer, the player of the season, the uh, young player of the season, the best signing, the worst signing, team that will surprise people, first manager to get sacked. That's a difficult one. Um, Worst signing off the top of my head. That's a difficult one. I'd have to come back to that at the end of the transfer window because I'm still kind of thinking in that regard. I would say for me, Damari Gray slash Andros Townsend purely because I don't see how that takes Everton forward. That takes them backwards. With respect to them, you know, Townsend at 30, he's probably got a decent contract. Damari Gray back in his homeland after a little spell at Leverkusen. Couldn't have pulled up too many trees in Leverkusen, really, because they flogged you. I don't know if they need peas, but they flogged you. And I don't remember you making too much noise. So I would say either one. You know, if Arsenal, you know, well, Arsenal have been stopped being linked with certain players, isn't it, and goalkeepers and that. So I'd probably say Townsend slash Damari Gray. You know, Damari Gray, I can't see him returning too much in terms of numbers. I hope he does. You know, he's a player that was at Birmingham and was on the, you know, people are saying he can do this, that and the other. In relation to best signing, that's a difficult one. You know, I'm a fan of Jadon Sancho. You know, I'm keen to see what he's on. Um, you know, I think Ben White will surprise a few, but 50 million, I don't know if he'll be the best signing. Um, for me, Romeo Lukaku, say what you want. The man's going to be up up a in and amongst the, the top goal scorers of the of, of the competition and that's what Chelsea needs so you know that's all they, that, that that's there for me I'm keen to see what Danny Ings is is on the same goals for Buendia in my opinion Bailey the same um you know I'm keen to see what Varane brings to the table as well can he replicate that historic Manchester United Varane um it's difficult man Canute at Liverpool people forgetting I think that's a good signing at, at centre half um you know, Jack Grealish needs no needs no introduction. Best signing, I'm not too sure, you know. Best signing, I hope it's Buendia, to be fair with you, because I like him. You know, he done his thing at Norwich. There's still a lot of question marks in the Premier League. I, I If I had to bet money, I'd say Lukaku. I think it's an easy job, isn't it? Like, you know, you say, I'll be very surprised if Lukaku doesn't end the season with 20, 20 league goals a minimum. I'll be very surprised. You know, I know he's going to, he might miss it. It's reports have said he's going to miss the Crystal Palace game, so he'll have 90 less minutes to do it, but... You know, you can see him bagging. I know a lot said about him against the top six, but, bro, he's going to bag in it. So I'd probably say him. Worst signing, I've already said Damari Gray and Townsend. Best signing, I'll go with Lukaku just because of he might not be, you know, the star, the star man, pull up any trees. I actually, for what it's worth, hope it's Jadon Sancho if it's not an Arsenal player. But I just feel Lukaku, you know, you could do more wrong than needing a goal scorer and signing Lukaku. There's, you know, Chelsea have done a lot wrong in that regard. There's a long list of flops at Chelsea up front and I'm sure Chelsea fans will agree. Team that will surprise everyone. I want to say Villa, but nobody, everybody's expecting Villa to do that, so it's not really adapting. Um, I would love it to be a Norwich, a Watford, you know, one of these teams there, you know. It depends. Surprise positively or negatively. 
Because I do think as much as I like Leeds and Leicester and these sort of clubs there and how they're moving, one of the, them sort of clubs there is due a barren sort of run. Um, first manager to get sacked, that's a difficult one, man. That's a, diff that's a difficult one. I don't think I can answer that. I'd have to come back, man. You know, some might say it might be Mikel Arteta is going to take a lot there. You know, probably one of the teams trying to fight relegation. You know, I'd... I'd do you know what? I'll go with Hassan Hill to of Southampton just because I, I actually am the most. I know there's teams Southampton are better than them, but I'm very nervous for Southampton if I'm completely honest with you. Like I said, they start scoring goals, they put my fears to ease, but I'm very shook for Southampton if I am honest with you. So I'd probably say that to be fair with you. Um, so yeah, winner of the tournament, well, the 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 the, the, the Premier League, I'd say Man City, top goal scorer. You know, in my heart, I want a Bamian to be back, but I'd have I'd say Lukaku slash Kane. These Salah, these lot are always up there, the usual suspects. Young player of the season. You know, I've got to be biased and go with Arsenal. I'm gonna say Bakayo Saka. I'd love it to actually be Billy Gilmore on loan at Norwich and things if it's not an Arsenal player or Smith Rowe or anything like that. You know, money would be on Phil Foden to have a good season once again. I know he's starting the season with a little injury. Um so yeah, man, it's gonna be an it's gonna be an interesting one in that regards, man. In that regards, we might as well quickly look at the preview of the Premier League fixtures to come, people, because you know it's it, it feels weird that we used to make a regular theme of doing that in my podcasts, or better yet, the Friday's edition of the podcast. We ain't done that for a hot minute. We've done we kind of did it with the Euros, but we ain't done that for a minute. Like I said, it feels kind of weird, people. Brentford against Arsenal. Now, Brentford are going to be buzzing. Some of their players will never play Premier League football again, assuming they don't stay in this division. Some of these players have felt for a while they, they belong at this level, which is both right. So, you know, it's the first ever Premier League game for Brentford. It's at their new stadium. It's in front of all their fans at a time where, you know, COVID has disallowed that. So there's going to be a lot of atmosphere. For me, I look at that first game we played at Sheffield United away, where we really, you know, you know that season Sheffield United... Before they went down, that season where they were very difficult, you know, I think that was a culture shock and Arsenal need to be prepared for that. You saw them in the, in, in the what do you call them thing there again, the playoffs, you know, what the fans do for them, how they never give up, how they keep going, how they're very positive, how they can hurt you on the counter, how they, you know, they've got very street smart individuals. You do not get out of the championship with that. If I'm their strikers, on top of every other reason to be buzzing, I'm buzzing going against Arsenal defence. You don't know who's going to be the centre-half for Ben White. Ben White's just joined the club. You don't know who's going to be the right-back. There's question marks over Leno. Tierney, you know, Tierney's good, you know, but one man can't defeat however many Brentford players, you get it? So it should be, you know, I won't say I expect us to win because I, I think with me, expectations and Arsenal went out the window a very long time ago, even down to the basic, how you carry yourself. So that I'm wary of the word expectation. But for a team that made a big song and dance about pre-season, for a manager where there's a lot of propaganda about he's the best thing since sliced bread, with respect to Brentford, you should be beating Brentford. You do not beat Brentford. It's, with respect to Brentford, once again, it's not like the teams get any easier. You're playing the playoff winners. Then you've got to go to the European champions in Chelsea. Then after that, forgive me if I'm wrong and I'm skipping something out, you've got to play the English Premier League champions. So you're playing three champions back to back to back. There's no easy games. All good sides. You need to start this, this season well. And when I, like I said, even if we won all our pre-season games and, you know, smashed Chelsea 4-0, beat Spurs 5-0, did what we needed to do in Scotland, I wouldn't get too gassed. But moving away from results... And as much as you can, like I'm not angry that we lost to Spurs or angry that we lost to Chelsea for you know beyond obvious reasons. It's what we're doing. It's the fact that we actually there were some positives against Chelsea. We were in their own half, you know, we was onto them, but we were so naive defensively. 
You know, he's open. Sixes and sevens. The post saved us a couple of times. Chelsea's better yet. Poor finishing with Werner. And he, he, even you come off the bench. Tammy, you know, Lukaku will finish his dinner. And plus, Thomas Tuchel, if that's a Premier League game, similar to the Villarreal game, he's going to be on to them. You're going to see a different side. City needs no introduction. If you've been watching Premier League football for the last few years, or you've just, you've been anywhere as a football fan, you know what Pep Guardiola is. Pep Guardiola brings to the table you know what he brings to the table any club he joins so I am quite scared as an Arsenal fan how we start this season because I haven't seen good preparation I still see shaky defensive performances individual mistakes switching off at set pieces you can't do that against the three teams we're about to play back to back to back it doesn't make sense people but this isn't a neutral podcast this is not a deluded pop well it is the deluded podcast not an Arsenal podcast so let's move on a bit man Brentford versus Arsenal it should be a good game you know London derby and them things there with respect to Brentford Arsenal I can't lie this is football heritage you've got Manchester United against Leeds first day of the season now I've said at the start I'm going to be doing a live a live watch along for Arsenal versus Brentford Brentford versus Arsenal on my YouTube channel live from 7.30pm today Friday folks make sure you're all there hit your reminders on such tomorrow I'll be doing a watch along live from 12 o'clock because Manchester United versus Leeds kicks off at 12.30 I'll be doing a watch along for that the only difference is that is going to be exclusive to my Twitch channel, channel. So make sure you're following me on Twitch, Deluded Gunnar, um, on that, please. And make sure you're there as well. But Manchester United leads. It needs no introduction, man. That is a game where, you know, it's been held in bigger circumstances where both clubs have been healthier and stronger and more competing, you know. I know they, quote-unquote, don't like each other, but Leeds belong in the Prem, and I'm sure United fans would say that. And, you know, Bielsa's apparently in talks of putting in the final touches if he hasn't already, signing a new one-year deal at Leeds. For me, I'm keen to see if Leeds can do it again. Because the difference is, you know, they've been saying, there's, ex there's even more expectation now. You know, everybody looks... Like I said, Leeds belong in the Premier League. And what I like about Leeds, they're on the stability thing right now. They're going to try and do what you see Leicester and all of these teams doing. You know, Leeds aren't just going to be here for the sake of it. But in relation to this game, you know, can they, you know criticisms of Leeds they were a bit bipolar in that you can only play one way or the highway sometimes Leeds would play very good against the top 16 one week and then kind of sorry people um, kind of F up the next week um, so these are question marks you want to see obviously they've added the permanent signing of Harrison they've brought in Furpo there's talk of Cunha they probably did sign a couple of other players Leeds have a good team for United obviously Ole Gunnar Solskjaer he signed, the, he signed the new deal he spoke of wanting to play more expansive football you know they did finish second whether it's a false image or not whether they would have whether you think they were the second best team in the country or not which I don't think they was last season but the same with logic they finished second so they was in it can only kick on, you know, can only challenge for the league. I'm sure many United fans are not saying such, despite having a very expensive team, despite, you know, it coming on 10 or so years without that. Um, I would say they should realistically another Champions League space, another, you know, finishing second or something like that, aspiring to finishing first, but I'd say second or something is realistic or that what they should be trying to do. Go as far as you can in the Cups. You know, don't you never know what could happen in the Prem. Don't get it twisted because I think I want to see football fans learn their lessons because I've seen a complete... 360 on Pep Guardiola. You remember this, well, not exactly this time last year, but for the first half of the Premier League season, quote-unquote, at times, City struggled. <laughs> Pardon me. They struggled. People saying Pep's done. 
he's in the mud, he needs to step down, he needs to keep it moving, you know, they're stagnant, and now look at what they're doing, you know, they got a Champions League final, didn't get over the line, and once again, blips, blips the league, you know, absolutely walked it, you can't expect them to do anything other than that once again, you know, Leeds versus Manchester United should be a good game, and it's at Old Trafford, Oli's got to show that he can improve United, he's got to show he can get the best out of them attacking talents as well, because it does feel like United, a bit like Arsenal, just relied on... Bruno Fernandes to pull the team across and obviously just random individual moments of just playing good for 10 minutes and just scoring mad goals. I think when I look back at Man United last season, I think Bruno kind of said it, start of games as well. How they start games. Sometimes they would start a game, con concede way too early and obviously these things change the landscape of it. Um, on that as well, people, off topic, I'll include the information in the in the description and I'll probably pull it in the pinned message. But um, you lot have been on to me about Fantasy League, Fantasy League. If you lot have been on the community tab or you follow my socials, I've started a Fantasy League. If you was in it last year, the league is renewed. So check just to make sure, but your team should be there. If not, you know, check out the information, join the FPL League. Let's have a bit of fun with each other. But um, yeah, man, that's going to be a fantastic game. Leeds versus Manchester United, United versus United, Leicester City versus Wolves. Obviously, we're keen to see how Wolves cope post Nuno Espirito Santo. And as I said with Brendan Rodgers, can they get Champions League football? Because they've had it in their palms and bottled it both years in a row. And I know they won the FA Cup. So I'm keen to see what they have. You know, Patrick Vieira, I'm keen to see what he brings to the table. And I'm hoping, obviously, he's able to get off to a winning start as manager as he plays. He, he His boys travel to to Chelsea now I'm keen to see to go back to surprise packages I hope it's Palace because they've got Elise they've got Gerhi you know they've got Colin Gallagher on loan they've got one two young players here and there and percolating they've made one two exciting signings if I haven't said it Elise and I'm keen to see what he's on with Zaha and Eze and everything when everything clicks um I do expect Chelsea to, to blitz them, to be fair with you. I'm not going to lie. I think Palace are in a bit of a teething period. I think staying in the division needs to be the target for not only Southampton, but Crystal Palace, as well as the obvious promotion candidates. I think Chelsea will blitz them, to be honest with you. I think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Werner scores a brace or something like that, because Lukaku's going to, you know, there's nothing you can do, but Lukaku's going to be in the stands or be on the bench. And, you know, there's going to be an uptake in performance, really and truly. So I think I can't look past, you know, I can't look past a Chelsea win, but I hope Vieira can do a thing. If I had to do score predictions starting people, my brain is saying 1-1 between Brentford and Arsenal. We're actually more so leaning towards the 2-1 Brentford side, but I'm going to be positive about this season, man. I'm going to go Arsenal 2, Brentford 1. Uh, Leeds versus Leeds versus Manchester United. I'm going to go Manchester United 3, Leeds 2. I hope that starts off, you know, a firecracker. Um Leicester City against Wolves. I back Leicester to win that 2-1. Uh, Chelsea, 4-1 Palace. I expect them to blitz it. Watford versus Villa. That's going to be a fairly even contest. Again, Villa players are going to need time to gel. I think that might be a 2-2. Funny enough, you've got Everton against Southampton at 3pm tomorrow. Um, keen to see what Rafa Benitez brings to the table. At, you know, he's joined the Pagans in Everton. Southampton promotion staying in the division. So, you know what? I think that could be another crazy 3-2 as well. Burnley, Brighton, you know, we're getting off to some boring games. I think that's a 2-1 Brighton, or I'm, I hope it is. Um, you've got Norwich City against Liverpool. You expect Liverpool to run riot 5-1 five, five, or so, but don't write off anybody. Manchester United against Tottenham. Uh, Manchester City, apologies, against Tottenham. Tottenham, Man City. It's going to be dominated by Harry Kane saga. You don't know. You, I never know. Spurs could pull off a madness, you know. Nuno could 
could get off to a, to a winning start. Something could happen. But if I had to bet money, I'm going to say 2-1 Spurs. I think it'll be closer than people give out. You've got Newcastle against West Ham as well. Joe Willett probably be a permanent player by then. He, you know, if to play in that game, he's got to be registered by 3 p.m. today, Friday. So you'd expect some some news over Joe Willock's future before the day is out, in my opinion. That's going to be a decent game. So once again, folks, you've got Brentford, Arsenal, Manchester United, Leeds United, Leicester City, Wolves, Wolves, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Watford, Aston Villa, Everton, Southampton, Burnley, Brighton, Norwich City, Liverpool, Newcastle versus West Ham. And then you have Tottenham against City. So there's some very good games there. Every game, there's no boring games there. Well, I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. There, there's a couple media games there, really and true. In fact, the only media game I'd say is Burnley, Brighton, with respect to Brighton. Um, complete disrespect to Burnley. You ignore the thing. Um, so yeah man the Premier League's back what can I say man like the Prem is back people I'm happy to see this I'm happy to be part of it I'm, you know I say this and then I'm going to beg for the season to be done the minute it starts man you know if I had to give a prediction you know like I said league winners you know if I had to predict I'd say City win the league Chelsea second Liverpool third I think things will change you know I think everything can fluctuate but in no order league champions Chelsea and then I'm just going to do top four I mean league champions City Chelsea, Liverpool, Chelsea, wait, wait, City, Chelsea, City win the league. Liverpool, Chelsea top four. I think, you know, if if, if Oli doesn't get any injuries and he really is saying what he's about, I think United will be up and about them shouts. And I'd, I'd, I'd say Leicester as well. So there's five names for four spots. Someone's got to miss out. You know, I think... Liverpool could finish second. I also think Chelsea could. I think, you know, Liverpool get a couple injuries. As you like you saw towards the end of last season, the grand scheme of things, they coped. They got Champions League football with all those injuries. But as you saw, they'll drop a lot of points if there's injuries to key men. And depth is probably a problem at Liverpool. And they ain't really signed anyone excluding Canute of significance to boost the team. Chelsea, I've already said that, you know, they'll be their own worst enemies. And like they just need to show a bit more evolution of the squad in terms of street smartness, I feel. Thomas Tuchel's side, but they could do it. You know, City is City. They're their own worst enemies. They'll If they don't win it and don't walk it away, then there's something wrong with them. Um, Leicester, on the basis of they've been challenging for top four, I'd imagine they're in there. I would hope Arsenal to get involved. You never know what you could get from Nuno and Spurs, but you'd imagine both of those teams fall short of joining Europe's elite competition, people. So I'm keen to see what it, what happens, man, because obviously you're going to have new rules. You're going to have VAR in play. Well, VAR changes as well. Apparently, we're not going to be shown the... the the, the replay and all of these and all of these sort of things. So it's going to be interesting. And allegedly, in relation to the offside rules, um, VAR set to use thicker lines to determine marginal decisions. Obviously, there's, there's allegedly less of the, you know, if your toenails offside, if a, if a nose hair is offside, it's, gonna, it's not going to really affect the game. So we're going to see. There's still going to be crazy inconsistencies. There's going to be reasons for goal, literally identical moments for why certain goals were allowed or disallowed in, in one game and why the flip to the flip side of that happened in the other. You know, I, I might be a conspiracy theorist, but I think the Premier League, they like it, innit? I don't think they want a league where, you know, there's consistency in decision. I think Premier League, one thing that sells it is the sheer randomness, you know. Man City could play Chelsea and or Chelsea could play Man City and they could win that week. But their newly promoted Brentford could beat them 3-0 and you get how mad it is and somebody, well, you can't really say somebody new wins the league every year saying that because City's tonight wins it nine times out of ten. But in the last two years, there have been. Um, so it's a, it's a random league, isn't it? It's sheer randomness. You know, it's, it, it, there's not really a, dom a, a monopoly. I say that with, with as much context as I can. Um, 
you know. But at the same, and at the same time, you know, that gets people talking about the league. I think you know, you get all the the, the referees, ex referees, referees in this country, elsewhere, the whole footballing world reacting on social media to whether something was an offside or not, a goal or not, a foul or not. I think they like it. It talking about it keeps engagement. Engagement indirectly feeds into viewerships. Viewership indirectly feeds into money. Money can live life in it. Simple as that. I think that's what they want in it personally, but. If they want a legit game with some clarity, why not, people? Got moving, moving away from that though. As you lot know, you wouldn't know we're in a pandemic in terms of spending in the in the footballing world. I say that because you do. You see many aspects of people struggling to sell players, people trying to be creative over finances, big clubs that you'd expect to be able to have their pick of any player in the world struggling financially. Um, but apparently, UEFA is set to overhaul FFP rules uh, um, later this year. People, um, UEFA, you know, you you UEFA kind of, you know. They're not exactly clean themselves, but allegedly they want new rules to focus on high spending of wages and transfers. And it is considering allegedly a salary cap and a luxury tax on transfers. I think a luxury tax on transfers would do a good way. I don't think salary. I think salary caps are inhumane. Yeah, footballers get paid a lot, but it's a byproduct. You know, Messi would not get paid a lot if he wasn't a good footballer and dedicated to his craft. You know, Beyonce would not get paid. There's 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 people like there. You could get. A singer that, you know, works at, at weddings and you can get Beyonce. Now, they're both singers, right? For whatever reason, Beyonce is going to get paid a lot more because of who she is, because of the, the dedication to her craft, because of the hit she's made. Just like when you look at... I know, listen, I know there's many examples of people on wages that they shouldn't, but Messi would not be paid his wages if he was not the best player on the planet and dedicated to becoming that for what, however it happened. Also, the clubs are not going to pay whatever Messi's getting at PSG if... They're not making substantially more. It doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't make sense. And I think many people don't understand that. And I think in any walk of life, it's inhumane with a salary cap. You know, a lot of people that are for salary caps, let's put a salary cap in your industry. How you pay your kids bills. It's, it's, it, it don't make no sense for me anyways. But if it does curb what's going on, I'd say the recklessness because, you know, I'm sure with the Neymars and Bappes, Messi's and these things, there we, you know, we could, there's value there, isn't it? It's when you're seeing 50 mil for Sigurdsson and all of these sort of things out of place, 80 for Kepa, you're seeing illogical stuff, you know? And apparently, you know, European clubs are said to have missed out on £7.5 billion worth of revenue because of Corona. And a lot of these clubs, are primarily the Premier League clubs, are still out here with the spending, really and truly, you know? He said, I have read that we are planning to abolish, this is the president, ab abolish financial fair play. Let me be clear that it's not going to happen. However, we do need to adapt it to the new reality. We need to encourage and release investments. We need to correct some of the injustices that the financial fair play may, may indirectly bring about in current circumstances. Um, so we'll have to see what happens in that regards, people. That could be very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. And shout out to Van Dyke and Joe Gomez. I just indirectly went across an article that said they're they're both, you know, fit and doing their thing, which you want to hear, people. You know, you never want to see problems. And I'm sure if you're a Liverpool fan, you'll you'll probably even giggly about that because you need you need them, people, really and truly. So we'll have to see what happens in that regards, man. Um, should we look at some transfer news? You know, as the transfer window technically is not shut, and you know what they say it's not over to the fat fat lady sings. I was about to say the fat B. And then get myself cancelled. But we did what we needed to do. Let's see what's going on in the transfer world. As an Arsenal fan, you know, hopefully we probably see... I'll be surprised if I don't see an article about Awawa, Madison, Odegaard, 
ultimately no one has joined this team so let's see what's going on there Manchester City are prepared to pay 127 million to sign Harry Kane and they hope his future could, could be sorted in the next few weeks. Kane hopes his future will be more clear next week after the after Spurs kick off people in the Premier League campaign and as they know they want him. Everton have joined the race to sign Napoli forward Lorenzo Insigne following his performances for Euro 2020 winners Italy. Roma are keen on Tammy Abraham, who doesn't seem as convinced by the by the offer of guaranteed playing time, the number nine shirt and a four million salary, and would prefer to explore options with Arsenal. A mad thing. Arsenal also have their have their eye on Hossam Awa, although it is suggested they would prefer a permanent move for Martin Odegaard. Right, PSG will look to sign Cristiano Ronaldo from Juventus as a potential replacement for Kylian Mbappe, who has been a long time target of Real Madrid. Coutinho's been linked with Liverpool, a return to Liverpool. Liverpool are also said to still be interested in Jeremy Doku. Apparently, Klopp has said he doesn't want more players. Yeah, Klopp don't want more players. After after seeing all the injuries and the fitness gambles you had to take last season throughout the whole squad, Klopp don't want any players. You know, any manager wouldn't want a player that they've scouted and can improve the team. Obviously, Klopp's being a bit smart there and I don't think FFG has helped him really and truly, but of course he wants players, man. That's a distress signal, in my opinion. Spurs could make a move for Paul Torres, who's played a lot of football this summer and I think is a very good centre-half. You know, the fact that he's a left-sided centre-half means Arsenal was never going to sign him, but I would have loved him to be to play for us. Um, it isn't going to happen. Um, apparently, PSG and, and Real Madrid are monitoring Antonio Rudiger's situation, people. As you lot know, he can speak for free to foreign clubs um, come January and it doesn't appear like an agreement's been reached with Chelsea or is there even talks of a, of, of a deal Hassan Hutu is determined to keep James Ward-Prowse um, at, at Southampton he's wanted by Villa and Spurs I think that'd be a good signing for Spurs Man United are willing to let Ivory Coast forward Ahmed Diallo leave on loan this summer and I feel you know if you can get him first team football I'd say in the Premier League or send him Dortmund or something and make him ready for next year why not personally I would sell Daniel James and free up a spot but I get it, you've got Greenwood, you've got Cavani, you've got Rashford who's injured at the moment, but you've got Rashford, you've got Jaden Sancho, you've still got Anthony Martial. There's and everybody can play a couple of roles and football is is a lot of, you know, turns around a lot, injuries are a part and parcel. United have a lot of games to play, but saying that, you know, five into four, you don't go in it. And I'd say three really, because apart from Greenwood, who's really good or Sancho can do it, who's gonna play in that ten? And there's three, there's there's about five names, three positions, you know, the left wing, the right wing, and the striker, or the 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 centre forward, the left forward, and the right forward. Um, in which I understand, you know, there's no consist, there's no there's there's no need to draw conclusions on Diallo. He's 19. If he can go somewhere, play consistently, show his business, then he comes back the next season at United stronger. You know, personally, I feel obviously I feel United should be trying to sell Dan James. I know his future's not correlated, but if it is what it is, apparently Juventus are set to complete. A deal for solo midfielder Locatelli. Lol, he was linked with Arsenal. Ryan Kent has been interested in Leeds. Mikel Arteta remains hopeful of further signings before the transfer deadline. Right. Let's see what's going on. Neto's also been linked with Arsenal people. Quite the anti-climax in terms of transfers. But if you're a City fan, you've got Grealish, who I think is going to bad up the Premier League, um, you know, for City. And obviously, you know, you looked at Kane. Chelsea have got Lukaku. In fact, you know what? You know, you're even seeing Bayern Munich want to sign Haaland now. And, you know, uh, Dortmund are saying they'd prefer to sell him to a British club or stuff like that. So we're going to see a lot. And obviously, 
I'm sure you've seen all my vids. Messi signed for PSG. I can't believe it, people. Um, and I didn't speak it well. We indirectly spoke about it. But shout out to Chelsea for winning the Super Cup. And shout out to Kepa for his penalty heroics and, and whatnot, man. So, yeah, people, it is what it is. In relation to content from me, I'm not too sure of when you're coming across the DG podcast, but, you know, we've got DG podcast, we've got the Watch Along from 7.30pm for Arsenal on YouTube, Twitch tomorrow, Manchester United versus Leeds. Uh, make sure you're paying attention to YouTube because literally a bag of videos are going to come out. I've got a couple Q&As, going to bring out some more Arsenal-Brentford stuff, Arsenal general opinions, all of these things. You know me, I'm the content king, the grind don't stop and then things there. So one love to everybody who's taking this in. I appreciate you lot each and every time, you know, hope you stay in good health, you know, good luck to all the clubs and whatnot. I'm lying, unless you support Arsenal, fuck your club, pardon my language. But um, on that topic, people, I appreciate everyone who's listened to the first podcast of the season. I hope it's a good season to remember for everybody. You know, one thing I'm going to like is regardless what happens, I'm going to enjoy the twists and turns, moments and talking points with you lot. So please make sure you're following across Apple, Spotify and them things. You're following on Twitch. I can't delude you, I can't imagine you're not subscribed, but you're subscribed on YouTube and you've got all your notifications on on all these applications. Don't forget Instagram. Deluded Guna 04. Let's start the push to 10k so we can actually swipe up and better promote videos. So, yeah, man, like I said, I hope everyone's doing well and safe. Everybody have a good Friday. Everybody stay in good spirits, and I'll catch you lot in a bit. People, deluded. I'm out.